Start your business for the freedom of time. Now you're tired of the hustle and grind. There's gotta be a better way. It's time to listen to Chill and Prosper. Welcome to Chill and Prosper. You're ready to chill and prosper with Denise Duffield Thomas. Okay, today we are not talking about million dollar businesses. Today we are talking about six figure businesses. Now, I've been at the million dollar mark for a couple of years, but a lot of our listeners for the podcast are aiming for that six figure level. So today is for you. Now, if you're already at that six figure level, Oh, can I tell you a secret? It's pretty much the same stuff to get you to the next level too. So today's video is perfect for everyone. And I'm going to share the six biggest things that I did um, to take my business from earning $225 in its first month um, to that six figure and then to that seven figure and growing every year. And it's honestly easier than you think. But a quick word on mindset before we start, because this is the name of the game. It took me five years to go from earning $225 to earning a million dollars in annual revenue, but it actually was a really quick, relatively quick way to that six figures. I made six figures pretty much like at the end of my first year in business, and that might make me seem like a little bit of an overnight success, but... I've been working on money mindset and mindset stuff for quite a long time. And this is what it's going to take for you to get to that that first big milestone and to get to the next one as well. Okay, but let's go through these six tips um, because I want you to get to that six-figure level really, really quick. Tip number one, focus on making money. I know that sounds so obvious, like... But it doesn't mean that you're doing it, okay? So focus on the money-making stuff. I'm not telling you you can't have a beautiful website. I'm not telling you to not have nice business cards. I'm not telling you to not invest in things like great headshots before you get started. All of those things are really, really awesome. But focusing on them exclusively, that's not the thing that's going to get you to the six figures and beyond. And I, hey, I love a good photo shoot. I think it's important to have some good photos, but so many people get stuck in the procrastinate branding phase. I have been there myself. My first year of business, I remember really angsting over the color of my website and I picked purple. My first website was actually purple because it was the exact, I'm embarrassed to say this, exact hex shade of Oprah.com at the time. And I was like, if it's good enough for Oprah, it's good enough for me. But I was tweaking stuff all the time. And then I realized I could be stuck in that procrastinate branding stage for so long and I had to get out of it. So even though my website wasn't perfect, my headshots weren't perfect, that didn't crack that perfect hex color, I had to start on focusing on those income generating activities like signing up coaching clients, even though I don't do that anymore. I had to just constantly say, hey, at the end of every blog post, I do one-to-one coaching. If you'd like to book in with a coaching session with me, click here. I'd send them straight to my calendar. I did that on every single blog post. No messing around. That's money generating activity. I would do paid workshops and I would focus on creating income producing assets like my first ebook, my first e-course things like that. And nowadays, that money-making activity for me is all roads lead to Money Bootcamp. So I make sure I mention Money Bootcamp everywhere. 
It's on my website. I talk about it here on my podcast. I mention it in like on social media. That is that focusing on the money. So focus on bringing in the money. What is that for you? Um, you can park a lot of the other stuff that's a nice to have for later on. But what is bringing you the money right now and how can you do more of that? More clients, more widgets sold. Focus on that and don't get stuck in procrastinating. All right, that's number one, the money. That's what will get you to the six figures. Number two, oh, this is a hard one for people. Offer one thing to one target market at first. So recently I had someone on one of my retreats and she wanted to uh, run a course like mine. I was like, yep, great. That works well. And at the same time as launching a course for the very first time, she wanted to create a mastermind for the very first time too. And I was like, oh, look, they're two different businesses right now, two different target audiences. And yes, they fit in really well for each other. You can get your mastermind clients from your course. That's great. But they're just two different businesses at the moment. And it takes work to run both of those. It takes energy. It takes resources. So to get to that six-figure mar- like market, if you get there by doing a whole bunch of different stuff, you can do it. It's just you're going to be kind of tired. Okay. And it takes a while to truly figure out your perfect client. There's not going to be a perfect client. But... Don't try and do too many businesses to too many different clients at the same time. Now, when I started, my one business was I was a coach. And that's that's all I did. You could book in one hour with me and that was the thing. Didn't mean I had to just do one topic yet. I People would hire me for anything. I'd be like, hey, you want to hire me to find your soulmate? I'm in. You want me to help you quit your job? I'm here. Uh, want to start a business? I'm your gal. But the one thing was a coaching session because that's all I had. And my business has kind of gone, you know, from one-to-one coaching and then I did group coaching and then now I do my money boot camp. And that has really helped me focus. All roads lead to boot camp. That's my, that's my motto. Um, and that's when my business really took off is when I focused really on, on one problem and I didn't try and solve everything. Honestly, when you get focused on solving one particular problem, your income will grow because you won't reinvent the wheel. You won't confuse your audience. And hey, you might be on your practice business and you haven't cracked it yet, but do your best to not try and be everything to everyone. Okay, tip number three. Oh gosh, this is really important. You have to have a group and a community around you. Working on your own every day is so isolating, right? Even if you're a massive introvert like I am, I love being alone, but you you can't believe it's possible for yourself if you never see it. And I remember in my first year of business, I was in a community group, like a business group that I'd bought into. I just bought a course, came with a community. And I remember I met my friend Leonie Dawson there. And she was always like a year ahead of me in business where she'd always hit milestones before me. But I remember she had a launch and she made $30,000 out of a launch. And I said to Mark, I was like, oh my God, come and have a look at this. She made $30,000 in one month. And Mark was like, well, because he didn't believe it because he wasn't in there every day. 
He wasn't seeing that she was just a normal person. Oh, she's just like me. Oh, she's got a kid the same age as me. Oh, she's a, she's a nice person. Oh my God, I can talk to her. Oh my God, I can I can be her friend. Oh my God, this is so cool. Um, but I had to deliberately find those people because they weren't in my town. You know, I tried when I first moved to this town, I joined a like, you know, master, like a um, networking group, but I didn't find my people who really made me feel inspired about growing a business. They didn't make me feel like it was possible for me. So tip number three is to get the right community around you. You can buy into it. You can find someone that you want to work with and buy into their course. Like you don't have to organically manifest the right people. You can. It's a viable experience, as I always say. It's a viable experience. Um, and it's important, I think, to find a group that you're kind of in the middle of, that there's people ahead of you that you can aspire to and you can see and you can stretch what's possible because that 30000 blew my mind. You know, and I've, I mean, I make multiple millions of dollars now, but I needed to see it for myself, to believe it for myself. And so maybe that your next investment is upgrading your coach so you, you're not the big fish in a little pond anymore. If you're the highest earner in your friendship group, community group, you're not going to grow to the next level. And that's fine. Maybe you're not there yet. But if you're surrounded by people who think six figures is always out of reach, you're always going to believe that and it's going to feel it's going to feel harder than it needs to. So one of those things you can do is you can come and join my money boot camp. You know, that's a viable experience. You don't have to like, be perfect to join. And we've got people at all levels. So to find out information about that, you can go to denisedt.com slash bootcamp. And that is a game changer for so many people. But it's the same if you want to like grow to seven figures. You've got to be in the room with seven figure earners. And that's why I regularly invest in myself to go places like Necker Island you know, it, it's a viable experience to go to Necker Island. It cost me $30,000. I went with an amazing group of other seven-figure entrepreneurs. And did we learn anything different or like there's no silver bullet, there's no advanced strategies, but it was just being in the energy of other people who go, oh yeah, I make this out of this. And you go, wow, maybe that's possible for me too. It changes the way you feel about yourself when you have a good community around you. And there's no mystery to it. As I said, you can just buy into those community groups. All right. So they're the first three things that I did to get to six figures is one, I focused on money-making stuff, not procrastinate branding. Number two, I offered one thing to one target market. I didn't try and be everything to everyone. And number three, I really deliberately upgraded the people that I was hanging out with in community groups and business groups and masterminds and coaches so I could believe it for myself. Okay, I've got three more tips for you and I will be right back after this very quick break. See you in a sec. Hi everyone, I'm Jo McKee. I live in Caloundra and I'm a marketer who works with brands that are making a positive impact on the world. I joined Money Bootcamp in 2020 after I think nine years of watching Denise grow it. I knew that what Denise teaches is effective, but I kept thinking it was effective only for other people. Making the first payment to enroll to back myself was scary. Since joining Bootcamp, my biggest shift has been erasing the fear that I would have to start all over again financially again. I was able to trust that what I would build will last. I also felt like if I wasn't working really, really hard, then what I did wasn't valuable enough to others. I carried a lot of fear. After joining Bootcamp, I found an incredible group of lucky bees 
who support each other regardless of whether they're going for the first 10k month or their first million dollar month because it's not about the actual dollars so much as our perception. The biggest things I got out of boot camp and still do is that the income I create will continue to increase, that I have just as much right to be in a particular lane as anybody else and that the assets I build up will last. For anyone considering boot camp, I say go for it, even if you're scared, even if you're not sure whether the investment will be worthwhile. Trust yourself, back yourself, give yourself the gift of this investment and watch as you enter a whole new space of generosity, confidence, ease and financial growth. I've created a strong vision of where my agency will be in three years time and it's already starting to become reality. Okay, welcome back. And you know what? I want to do a big shout out to everyone listening in their car. I love listening to podcasts in my car and, you know, I've spent so much time waiting outside my kids' school and building my business. And when I first started my business, I lived in a town where I knew nobody. And so I would just drive around and just think, wait, maybe one day it's going to be possible for me too. So today's shout out is for all the people listening in their cars. Hi, send me a selfie. Not when you're driving, obviously, please keep your eye on the road. But I would love, um, you know, selfie me up, tag me. Uh, My handle on all social media is at Denise DT. That's Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. So take a picture of you in your car. Maybe you've got sleeping babies in the back. Maybe you're just waiting and doing your commute. And I would love to see you. So please tag me. All right, so we did three things that got me to six figures and now let's look at tip number four of things that got me to six figures and beyond. Oh my God, better business boundaries. Better business boundaries. This was so tricky for me at the start because so many of us go into business to help people. That's what we do. We've got big hearts. Also, I found that a lot of entrepreneurs are the go-to person for their friends and family. So this was me as a teenager. My friends would come to me with problems. Uh, they would ask me like how to deal with tricky things at home or what to say or like just confident stuff. And so I was the go-to. I was also the go-to for my mum for a lot of stuff. You know, my mum had me at 17. So she was really young when I was growing up and I was kind of her confidant or I just had to learn to figure out things by myself. So I found this in my 20s and 30s that friends and just clients would come to me for really unrelated things because I was the go-to girl. And I get this occasionally now, but not as much. But people would go, hey, Denise, I'm going to New York. Where are the best places to stay in New York? And I'd Google it for them. I'd be like, let me find that out for you. And everything, you know, like, oh, Denise, I want to start a business um, in Australia. And I, you're Australian. So I thought you could help me with, um, like, what's the best business insurance to get if I'm starting, like, a product in Australia? Someone asked me recently about, like, I've got a client who she d- defaulted payment and she lives in Australia. Like, what's Australian consumer law around refunds? And I was like, when I started my business, I would have expended time and energy on just solving those problems for people because I didn't want to set any boundaries. Okay, if you're a coach or you have a time-based business or a consulting type business, one of the first boundaries you can start to put on and to really focus your business is around time. This is what's going to get you to six figures is having time-based boundaries. Okay, so I started out as a coach and so someone bought an hour coaching session with me Three hours later, I'd still be trying to solve every problem they've ever had in their entire life. Ah, ah, it was so hard um, because I just wanted to help so much. But I wasn't helping them. 
I was trying to compress 20 years of personal development study into three hours. So that was too much. And by the end of the session, they were exhausted, exhausted. They felt like they couldn't win. They couldn't implement everything I told them. And they just felt like losers, to be honest. And then I'd be like, would you like to book the next session? They go, oh, let me just implement those 50,000 things you told me first and then I'll call you. So it was not their best interest to not have boundaries around time. And what I realized is that was my responsibility. Your clients will take and take and take, not even maliciously. But if you're a website designer and you're doing 20-page websites for people, but they're buying five, It's not their fault for taking advantage of that necessarily. That's your fault for not having boundaries in place, not communicating those boundaries. So here's some tips around that if if it's a time-based thing. So this is what I had to implement. At the start of their one-hour session, I'd go, hey, Jess, we've got an hour together today. What would you, um, you know, what three things would you like to talk about? And actually, I started implementing, I'd send them a form and say, what things are we going to talk about this week? And when they'd email me and say, hey, Denise, can you solve this problem for me? I'd go, hey, great. Let's talk about that on our session. Just put pop it in the form. More often than not, they'd go, oh, I don't want to waste our time together on that. Ah, but they'd waste my time and I'd let them because I'd respond in two minutes. Anyway, at the start of the call, I'd say, hey, great. We've got an hour together. Like, you know, you've put down, you want to talk about these three things. Let's prioritize them so we can make sure we get through them. So it'd be like, oh, well, this is the most important thing. Great. We'll start on that. At the halfway mark. It was my job to look at the clock, not theirs. I'd go, great, you know what? We've got 30 minutes left together. I see we've got another couple of points. Which one of those would you like to talk about? Oh, let's talk about this one. Great. At the quarter two mark, I'd say, look, we've got 15 minutes left. So let's just go on to like, what actions are we going to take? You know, let's let's go into the practical. What would you like to um, commit to before we talk again next time? And then at the two minutes ago, I'd go, great, what one thing would you like to remember from this call? The problem was I used to say at the one minute mark, is there anything else you'd like to talk about? And they'd go, actually, yes. And it would turn into another hour long conversation. And so at that five minute mark, when we were wrapping up, they'd go, oh, Denise, I forgot about this, this and this. I'd go, great, let's put it on your form for next time. So you're responsible for your boundaries. You can. It's really hard to get to that six and seven figure mark if you are constantly over delivering you know I was too available to people I would let them text me and then message me and and it just wasn't teaching them to be accountable and responsibility responsible for their own stuff um I needed to put boundaries in place around people asking for refunds defaulting payments like just showing up when I'd be available to my community I used to work Christmas, I'd answer questions on Christmas Day in my bootcamp community. And then I realized I was role modeling really bad boundaries for people. So now we take two weeks off over Christmas because I want everyone else to take two weeks off their communities at Christmas. Now, you don't have to do everything at once because even just setting boundaries for you might feel really harsh. It might bring up stuff for you around feeling like a bitch. But it's I would have burnt out I might, I probably would have got to that six figures of sheer willpower and I kind of did. I was still pretty burnt out by the time I got to that first six figures. But um, I wanted to build it in a sustainable way. So I had to I had to say to people, hey, just to let you know, unlimited email support is not included in your policy or in your package. 
So you might actually need to tighten up some terms and conditions. You might need to tighten up some client onboarding processes. You might need to like push back a little bit. Hey, that's great that you want those extra five pages. Remember in this package, only five, you know, only five pages are included in your website and I'd be delighted to do an extra five. Let's park that and you can add that onto your package at the end. Does that sound fair enough? <laughs> I learned that, I don't even know who taught that to me, but it was like, a, does that sound fair enough is a really great way after you've just set a boundary. Hey, I would, you know, I'd love to talk about that on our next call. Why don't you pop that on our, um, on our form so we don't forget it and we'll talk about it on the call. Does that sound fair enough? <laughs> so that works really, really well. But I'm a big believer that you have to teach people how to treat you and also that boundaries are your responsibility. Now, if you really struggle with boundaries, um, my friend Randy Buckley is on Instagram, she's on Facebook, and she's got a course called, I think it's uh, Boundaries for Kind People. But she, you know, go follow her on Instagram. I think she's randy.buckley on there. You can Google her very easily, Randy Buckley Boundaries. She's got some really great resources around that because boundaries aren't a bad thing. They don't make you a bitch, but it will really help you to get to that six-figure mark. Okay, so we could say a lot on that and I'll probably do a whole podcast episode just on boundaries, I think. All right, tip number five of the six. Focus on the bigger picture. You know that saying, shoot for the stars and you might land on the moon? Well, that's how my mindset was around that income goal too. So getting to six figures, I actually started working on my money blocks that I had around getting to seven figures. And when I wrote out and visualized my ideal day, I imagined having a million dollar business, not just a six figure one. So as you're doing some of these things, putting boundaries into place, you know, working on your mindset, looking at your mastermind groups that you're a part of, even putting together some of the foundations of business, you can start thinking about like your seven-figure business, your million-dollar business, and thinking beyond the goal. And it might make it actually easier because your six-figure goal might just get swept up in your seven-figure goal. So if you believe and start to think like, what would a million-dollar business person do? That might actually help you get to that six figures even quicker because honestly, the money blocks are pretty much the same. The block, one of the big blocks I had with getting to six figures was I was thinking, oh, people are going to think I'm not down to earth and humble. And you know what? That was the same money block that I had to deal with to get to the seven figure mark. Oh, people aren't going to think that I'm humble and down to earth if I'm a million dollar business owner. They're going to think I'm a rich bitch. And I would say that, you know, I make about three and a half million dollars now a year at the time of writing. To get to five million and ten million, I'm probably gonna have to work on that same block. You know, so you can figure look at that like million dollar you. What decisions would she make? What blocks would she have? And what have you got to deal with to get around that? Okay, the sixth thing actually that got me to six figures was really leveraging my time. So I, I mean, I've met heaps of people who've gotten to six figures just doing one thing, you know, like, cool, I will make websites, I will coach you, I will do this one thing for you. Uh, you know, I've seen it happen and you, you do have to like up your prices and make sure you're not, you know, burning yourself out. But if you can really get to this place of leveraging your time and you can do that in a couple of different ways, you can create a passive income product. So maybe the coaching you do one-to-one, you can create a DIY version for people in the form of a book or an, or an e-course. 
And you might think that cannibalizes your one-to-one work and it doesn't. It just helps people who maybe want that instant gratification, they want a taster, and then they'll still work with you because you offer value in a different way. So it could be instead of doing coaching people one-on-one, you do a group coaching program. And that actually was my first leverage leap. I was, you know, coaching people one-to-one and I just kept on upping my prices. And then finally I created my first group coaching program. And so it was less work because I had to do, you know, group coaching calls, but I could impact a lot more people with the same or actually less work. Now, this might bring up some stuff for you. It might bring up stuff of not really working for it. You know, this is the mindset piece that I obviously teach or that it's cheating or it's like not giving people value, but not everybody wants to work with you in the same way. Some people would be happy doing a group thing with you because it might bring in more community. Some people want to buy an ebook version of what you do. And that's what I find happens with a lot of people who join my money bootcamp. First of all, they read my book because it's just an easy win to figure out if they like me and they like my voice. So there's a lot of different ways that you can leverage your business and leverage your time. But it's going to be the mindset piece that gets in the way. Now, in my book, Chillpreneur, I've got a ton of ideas for you about like creating a passive income, you know, switching up your business model and really working on that mindset piece too that comes up around this concept that you have to work really hard to make money because that's what it really comes down to. You can impact a lot more people and you can work way less. Um, And as I said, you can get to six figures just by like sheer hard work. But if you do a lot of these things, it's going to be a lot a lot easier. So just to recap the six thing, six things that got me to six figures, uh, just a reminder, the first one was focusing on money-making stuff, not just getting caught up in the procrastinate branding or waiting for perfection. Number two, offering one thing to one target market, not trying to be everything to everyone. Number three was getting a really great mastermind around me. So I was surrounded by people who were talking big numbers, bigger bigger figures. Number four, setting some boundaries in place so I wasn't burning myself out or over-delivering. Number five, focusing on the bigger picture, asking myself what millionaire Denise would do, which helped the six-figure Denise just be part of that journey. And then number six, I leveraged my time with group coaching programs with passive income stuff so I didn't just have to do it one by one by one. Okay, so uh, that's the six things. I can't say six things today. Six things that got me to six figures. And I would love to hear from you as well. You can always reach out to me on Instagram. But if you know that you want to go further, if you want my help around this, obviously you can read my books. That's a really great starting point. And you can come and join us in Money Boot Camp as well. All the details are on my website, denisedt.com slash bootcamp. Because honestly, mindset is going to be the thing that's going to get you to six and then seven figures and eight figures too. I'm working with someone at the moment who's like, yep, eight figures. That's where I want to go. Same stuff, friends. All right, I've got some more little good nuggets before we finish our podcast today. So stick around after the break. OMG, Denise, a huge congrats on the launch of your new podcast. Your book, Get Rich Lucky Bitch, changed so much in my world, especially around creating my upgrade plan. In your book, you talked about the importance of creating a first class list, a list where you'd add what you like in your life if money wasn't an issue, if you had choice. You then suggested to me to create an economy list, a list which is the complete opposite to first class. Anything that annoyed me, embarrassed me, made me feel poor or connected to the economy class. This exercise got me thinking on how I was living life, Denise. What relationship 
relationship I had with money, but it equally excited me about what I could do to upgrade my life. I started making small upgrades in my life. A new office chair, a new hoodie, even starting small had massive shifts for me. Why? Because each time I upgraded my life, it helped me to change my story around money, but at the same time was sending out a clear message to the world that it's safe to have these things. It's okay to have these things, and I'm equally worth having these things. Over the years, I started to incrementally increase my upgrades from my first class list. 18 months ago, I had a full body lift. I then only stay at five-star resorts. This year, I bought a purse that cost me $180 versus the $10 Kmart ones. I also bought a $4,500 British Bulldog puppy I thought would only ever stay on my vision board. And I finally bought my first commission piece of art this year from Deb McNaughton, and I paid cash for it too. Denise, you taught me that your new way of being becomes your minimal standard. So thank you, Denise, for your wealth of knowledge, your awesomeness, but also for your friendship. Much love, Ange. Hey, beautiful. Welcome back. Thanks for being with me today. And here is my final thought for today. This is uh, an affirmation that I have used whenever I felt um, shy or like I couldn't be visible. And it is, my face is my fortune. I started using this right at the start of my business when I was, I don't know, I was just like, oh, I'm not good enough. I'm not thin enough. I'm not pretty enough, whatever it is. And I just decided to show pictures of myself everywhere just to be like, uh, not even because I wanted to, just because I was like, my face is my fortune, my face is my fortune, my face is my fortune. And I don't know if you remember in Beaches, um, one of the songs that Bette Midler character does on Broadway, it was, my face is my fortune, that's why I'm totally broke. And I started just to be like, my face is my fortune and that's why I'm rich. My face is my fortune and that's why I'm rich. So try this affirmation out for the next couple of days and just see what it brings up for you. It might give you the courage to get up and do a live, a Facebook live or Instagram live for your business. It might encourage you to book a photo shoot. It might encourage you to actually share photos of yourself. And, you know, I'm not saying this is for everybody. You might have a product-based business and you don't want to be that. And you can put, you know, my product is my fortune or whatever. But for those of you who really need some, like a little bit of a visibility nudge, try that affirmation because it really helped me at the start of my business. And it still does when sometimes I don't feel like I want to be visible. And this is particularly important if you have any judgment around yourself because everybody needs to see different versions of wealth and success. And so you might be exactly what someone else needs to see right now. They might need to see someone with your hair color, your skin color, your nose, your eyes, your lips, you know, your weight, your height, everything. So anything that you might judge about yourself is exactly what somebody else might need to see. And your face is your fortune. And that's why you're rich. All right, my gorgeous. Go forth, chill and prosper. Peace out from me and I will see you on the next episode. Bye. Thanks for listening to Chill and Prosper. Tell your friends to chill and prosper. Review and subscribe. We hope you had a very good time.